Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Cooper in motion. Dak throwing that way, and it's Clement into the end zone. And the fifth touchdown pass of the night for Dak Prescott, a career high and a record-setting mark. The only thing I think I say is, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys, indeed. The Cowboys' season ends with a bow. A nice bow, though. Not one of those cheap stick-on bows. You know, one of those Neiman Marcus bows. One of those Jones family-approved bows, I guess. They kill the Eagles, but you knew that. But we got playoffs to talk about. We know who they're playing, so we'll talk about that as well. Welcome in to About Them Cowboys on the Athletic Podcast Network, which now features Daily Crossword Puzzle. I'm Kent, producing, uh, welcoming in your host, Kevin K.T. Turner from The Eagle and Sports and Such, and from The Athletic, it's Saad Youssef and Father John Mashoda. KT, lots to talk about. Take it away. Well, 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 the playoffs are here, and only one team enters the NFL playoffs that scored over 50 points in two of their last three games. That 50 is your Dallas Cowboys. Look out. Look out, league. The Mike McCarthy way. The Mike McCarthy wagon all aboard. Choo-choo. Uh, so, yeah, we know now. Uh, and by the way, thanks to everyone who's listened to this podcast from the beginning or all year long. Uh, we're going to try to keep about them Cowboys the, the same way it's always been and, and hopefully make it better along the way as well. Um, and one thing I, I just want to say is uh, we're recording this on Sunday night because, you know, Saturday night we knew the Cowboys would play. We, we knew we wouldn't know who they were playing. So recording this on Sunday night when you're listening to this, you can know um, – it is the 49ers that the Cowboys will get because the Cardinals lost to the Seahawks today. Then the Rams went and lost to the 49ers in overtime in a great game to watch. It was a lot of fun to watch. Matt Stafford throws a YOLO ball, gets intercepted, as he'll do, as he will do. So the Cowboys will get Jimmy Garoppolo, who looks like Christopher from the Sopranos. That's who they're going to get. Now, the, the, as we record this, the schedule's not out. I just want to have my estimation on record. I'm, I'm predicting a Sunday night 49ers at Cowboys game. That's my prediction because CBS will get the middle game on Sunday. But here we are. We know who we're playing. We will have a big Cowboys 49ers preview episode later in the week. So tonight we're going to talk about all that stuff. But early thoughts, though, John and Saad, on uh, getting the 49ers and not the Rams or Cardinals because it's a bit of a shocker. It is. I came into this day thinking for sure it was going to be the Cardinals. Um, and I was thinking that certainly when the Rams pulled away early. And so that's not going to be it. But uh, I would say my initial thoughts were uh, when you're on Twitter and 99% of your tweets are about the Cowboys, the comments that you get are almost never all in the same direction. You know, there's people that have a lot of different views. Even if you think it might be the obvious thing that you tweet, 
it's amazing how all over the map people can be on, on just a simple take. But I was pretty, I was pretty, pretty amazed that when I posted what the final NFC playoff standings were going to be, how many people, how many Cowboys fans were not excited about this matchup? And I just found that interesting because it's like, believe me, we talked about on this show before how the 49ers might not be the best, best matchup for the Cowboys because they run the ball, the way they play defense, all that, 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 you know, that's great and all. But if you weren't getting the 49ers, you were getting the Cardinals. And Kyler Murray aside, we're going to talk about the Eagles game, but like, what did you, what do you think James Conner was going to do when he came back for the Cardinals? When you see what that Cowboys run defense looks like. So like, there's no obvious choice here of like a team. You were like, man, they needed to get that team. Cause it would have been easy. That would have been an easy first round. None of these first round games that were realistic. were going to be easy. That just, that wasn't going to happen. You're going to probably play the Cardinals or the 49ers. Like, there is arguments for both of those being the tougher matchup for whatever reason. Like neither of them were going to be easy. And and to be honest with you, the way the playoffs are right now, show me the easy matchup and I'll probably pick whoever you think the underdog is because it's just all over the map right now. I mean, it's just the NFL has this exactly how they want it with the parody. And so, yeah, there's certainly things that the 49ers do. And we'll get into that later in the week that are not going to be great for the Cowboys. But there's a ton of stuff that a healthy Cardinals team does that's not great for the Cowboys because there was a ton of stuff with a not healthy Cardinals team that wasn't good for the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, we saw J.J. Watt obviously coming back, uh, so, like, that's going to be reinforcements for them. But I don't want to, like, go too far, get too far ahead of myself, but, like, for me, this is about more than just the wild card round because, like, the getting up to the number three seed, you don't have to go to Lambeau until the NFC Championship game. To me, that's the biggest thing in, in all of this is it, the the fact that if they would have finished as number four seed, then they would have they could have had Green Bay the next week in the divisional round. But you know, if you if you win the wild card game, which is going to be obviously now against the 49ers, you either travel to Tampa, who you've already seen and you already played there and you played them well, or you host the Rams or the Cardinals uh, again. Not not to get too far ahead, you still have to beat the 49ers, but I'm just saying in the big picture, I do think this fell favorably for the Cowboys because would you rather because the disparity between the 49ers and the Cardinals is not huge, but if you had to face uh, but then you look at the next round and going to Lambeau next week would not be a fun would not be a fun task. I guess, you know, to me, I, I, in a way, I kind of look at it as you're going to have to play them either way. But I, I, I do kind of see what you're saying there. I would tell you this, and I don't know if I'd mentioned this on the podcast. I wanted nothing to do with the 49ers. And whenever we had those fun conversations, like if it were a situation where you moved up, what's the team you wouldn't want to play? We all very quickly, very quickly would say San Francisco over the other bubble teams that were like, Oh, I don't, I disagree with that. When we were having those conversations, that was not when with Rams Cardinals involved. Those were the after those teams, who is the one that, so that's when it becomes saints, Eagles, then 49ers of those clearly, no doubt about it. 49ers is, is the clear team and whoever else is in the bubble. We, we were not putting that in with the Cardinals, Rams, Bucks and, and Packers. At okay, I but, I'm not, but I, I would have to check the tape, but I think I, I, I feel confident that I mentioned, I, I think I would rather avoid San Francisco at all costs. More than the, the Buccaneers Rams. and the Packers? Oh, no, and no, the, no, 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 the, the Rams and the Cardinals. The, oh, the, I, the two options. 
Yeah, I, I, I certainly wouldn't do the Rams. I understand like what, what just went on in that game, and you can say that, yeah, this is what Stafford does and all that stuff like that. That team's so much more than Stafford. I love how Cowboys fans have just keep talking about this Rams thing about like Stafford and that. How about the fact that Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald can wreck games? Oh, did they not do it today? Yeah, they didn't do it today because they're playing a team that plays them all the time and knows them really well. You're going to be really stunned if the Cowboys played the Rams and Aaron Donald just wrecked shop, like literally by himself, by himself, Chris Jones, that thing like we saw in Kansas City. Would you really yeah. be surprised if that happened? Talk more about Matthew Stafford. Let me hear more about that. I'm a little bit more worried about Aaron Donald. Well, the, the, the Rams aren't trying to run the ball. Uh, that's I mean, my, my fear is like I, I've got a healthy fear of the Cowboys being able to stop the run, <laughs> which I know it's like we haven't seen a lot of teams try to do that very often. But like a team trying to stop the run, uh, trying to run on them all, all the time. And that's what San Francisco is going to do. They're going to try to run the ball. You stop it. They're going to try to get play action going. And Jimmy G either throws it to you twice or he doesn't. Um, the Cardinals like, could I, run the ball on this Cowboys team without James Conner. What do you think would happen me, with James Conner? Well, yeah, James Conner's a little different. When Chase Edmonds isn't playing, that's a whole different dynamic. But but my but my point is the Cardinals just devised a defensive game plan that you had very little answers for until the fourth quarter. I didn't want anything to do with them, and I do think Kyler provides problems with your strength. And the strength of this team now is its pass rush. As weird as it is to say, like, or at least in my opinion, if you're ranking the strengths of the Cowboys, I think it's pass rush. And then I think it's probably, it's probably the passing game. It's definitely not the running game. Um, but like, I think Stafford is going to, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the same way. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to take some sacks as well. He's a statue back there as well. And I found that to be a bit of an advantage, but I, I don't want, I just think San Francisco, the way they play is way more physical. You know, when they were healthy and at full strength, if we think the Packers are the best team in the NFC, I, I, they might be. You know, I think the Cowboys and Bucks could go beat the Packers on any given day. But man, San Francisco gave Green Bay all they wanted early in the year. Aaron Rodgers had to pull something out of his butt with 40 seconds left to go win that game and kick a 53-yard field goal to win that game. Like San Francisco, when healthy, is a very, very good team that provides a lot of tough matchups. And that's why I was just kind of, I think I would rather have the Rams to be honest. I, I, there, there are a lot of holes in the, of, of holes in the Rams game, is is what I'm saying. They got that top level elite talent. I we all agree on that, but the Rams haven't been playing like complete football games since October. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. I think I think it's like what what John said though. I think the parody is so strong. You can make these cases for really any of these teams, and I and I and I really do believe that. You know, whether you look at the quarterback play and one play. It, for one team, the quarterback play may be more advantageous for the Cowboys than another, but uh, but then the running back might be the issue, the defense might be the issue, and I think you'll see that with all these teams. I don't think I think the only team that is truly a weak link in the NFC is really just the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that's one where it's kind of a wash. I don't think that game is going to be worth anything. I think the Bucks will roll, but other than that, I don't really think and forget the NFC. I don't. I, I really don't think. That there's really any game in the NFL playoffs aside from Bucks Eagles that's just going to be a wash. And then I would say, with if you're comparing it to Cardinals Niners, because that was what it was, what it's come down to, what it was going to be all day long. The other advantage that you would give to wanting to play the Cardinals is that you would feel better about facing Cliff Kingsbury a second time than probably yeah. uh, this coaching matchup against Shanahan. But even with that being said, like. I don't know that Cliff Kingsbury did a ton to win that game, but Vance Joseph did. He seemed to have a real nice plan for this offense. So 
I mean, you look at the head coaches, but it's more than that. It's your it's your entire staff. So there's, I don't know. I just the way I look at it is, I, I just think that all of these teams have different advantages, disadvantages. Like there was, they were never going to get some team in this first round matchup that was going to be like, oh, oh, well they'll that, they'll be fine against them. Now, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, this game yeah, won't be. Yeah, you sure. know, this this will be. You know, who do they? Who will they have in the second round now? Like it, it was never going to be like that. I mean, and 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 if you thought it was, then. Then, then you've just admitted me that you haven't watched the Cowboys over the last two months. And yeah. It, uh, and, uh, oh, my God. Well, just, just honestly, the the coaching thing, I, I agree with John on that, too, because I wouldn't be so convinced that this is just going to be Jimmy Garoppolo against Dak Prescott. I think I think we're about to or I think Kyle Shanahan is the kind of coach that will incorporate trade Lance a lot more in packages and stuff. And maybe it doesn't happen in the wild card round. I don't know. But he's the kind of coach where if you have that weapon sitting there. <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me if he was if, if he was a bigger if he was a bigger problem than we've seen even in the regular season where he has made some impact. I I agree to an extent, but I would also say that they had a must win game today, and you didn't see a lick of Trey Lance. Um, but but yeah, no, I you have, you have a week to game plan and all that stuff. That's where you put it all together. It's okay. I have like I have difficulty getting on board with the uh, the whole like, hey man, you got to play everyone. This kind of goes takes us back to, to the Eagles game on Saturday night. You got to play on because you got to get the confidence going. And I'm like, well, we got the confidence going against Washington. And then the next team you played devised a really great game plan and you kind of sucked against them. So what happened? Didn't that, shouldn't that confidence from last week help, help us? Like, I, I, but I will say, I think Saturday night went about as well as it could have gone for the Cowboys. Uh, A on the injury side, of course, first and foremost, but just the way the game went, you really couldn't ask for a better turnout, in my opinion for how that game went. Would you agree with that, Johnny? Yeah, my my only two negatives I came away off of that game, uh, and there was certainly way more positives, uh, but the only two negatives were, um, one, the obvious, Greg Zerline now is up to six missed extra points, <laughs> oh, six, six missed field goals, and, and, and he's your kicker. So there's not going to be any going in another direction. Did y'all ask so, uh, McCarthy about that after the game, John? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? Actually, you know what? I don't know if McCarthy had anything on that specifically, mainly because when he's been asked about it multiple times this year, he's said the same thing, which what are you going to say other than, yeah, we have confidence in our kicker. What can else can you say? You Like I said, it's not like it's not like this is a backup quarterback situation. We're like, well, no, no backup's going to play now. No, this is your kicker. Yeah. So you can't really be that critical of him. Um, and then even when Greg talked after the game, it was just like, you know, this is just, you know, we're going to have an extra day before, you know, our first playoff game. Give me a, some extra time to work on some things. And you're just kind of <laughs> like, all right, well, that, we should have been working on this all year. But um, that was been my number one. And then the other thing would just be, man, I understand Micah Parsons didn't play. I understand Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs didn't play. But you're really burying your head in the sand if you think that this run defense is where it needs to be entering the playoffs. Mm. So that was mm. that was the other part of it that was a little disheartening because uh, the Eagles were running out of practice squad out there and they were running the ball pretty well, particularly in the first half. So those two things were a little a little concerning, but uh, clearly the positives outweighed it. The fact that Dak played really well, and like you said, KT, the number one thing above all of this was is the health. Uh, Keanu Neal was the only one that, you know, you could tell he injured his arm pretty early in the game. And the way he immediately grabbed it, I was like, ah, that's probably not great. And then Luke Gifford immediately came in. And then yeah. Keanu came back into the game, but he just wasn't the same. But, I mean, let's be honest. Keanu Neal wasn't exactly making game-changing plays anyway. I mean, they're thin at linebacker. That's obviously a weakness. Um, but if 
you were going to lose a player considering how healthy the Cowboys have been getting recently. Um, you know, they can afford to probably move some other pieces around and obviously getting Micah Parsons back will be a huge benefit there. But uh, all in all, I thought there were more positives than negatives. Well, and also like an efficient game. That's kind of what stands out to me. Um, it was very efficient. Dak 21 of 27. Um, you'll get Zeke. Uh, they were, I they were trying to get Zeke 85 yards, but Zeke almost got, you know, five yards of carry. Hey, real quick, good. real quick. Promise you none of that will carry over. None of what, no, it, what Zeke in the run game stats, did. Yeah. None, of the, none of the running game can carry over. If you, if you want a carry over thing, I'll give you one possibility. And it's the, it's the game reps where you get kind of Cedric Wilson back into the groove. You know, this one thing yeah. to do it in practice. He knows he's the number three now. For him and Dak to click the way they did, I thought Dak had a lot of nice passes last night. Um, but I thought the two best were both on, on throws to Cedric Wilson. And so that I can think I can see carrying over because this is the trio you have going forward and you weren't getting as many reps with them in the, in the previous like month and a half after Gallup came back. But yeah, that running game, be- the running game thing, that will not carry over because that, that what they were running on against the Eagles, you will not see that against anybody yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think uh, to go back to the positive with Dak, I think the the throws that he was making ever like – the, the throw to Schultz that he had, but also the one I think, and I think this was Cedric Wilson, John, correct me if I'm wrong, it was the deep out on the right sideline um, yeah, early one, on yeah. in the game. That was, a, that like, you know, Incredible. those are the, yeah, those are the kind of throws that, like, you know Dak can make and you just need to see it consistently. And I think we saw that as consistently as you can get within a one-game span um, against the Eagles. And so that, and so that was a big positive because, you know, Dak has been in, as McCarthy joked, a slump for a long time. Um, and, and for him to get kind of out of that and get going before the playoffs was huge. You know what's interesting about him? Like, great on those, whenever, whenever the line jumps and he gets those free plays and it's just <laughs> like, hey, I'm just going to throw this up there. Some of his best throws. It's been like that yeah. all year. And probably even if we if we go back to previous seasons, there's no question that 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 is a good situation. It seems like he's in a rhythm. He's not thinking. He's just like, hey, I'm putting this out there when he's playing like that. That's when Dax at his best. And Kellen Moore won't say this, but I believe that's the biggest reason you've seen them go more with what they call their fastball offense, because it's mm-hmm. like getting up to the line, just reacting as opposed to just getting up to the line. Wait, let's read. Let's point Thinking. out adjusting. Exactly. And you're just kind of just going with the game. Now, it's this is the NFL. You're not going to be able to do that on every single drive, every single possession. But it is an interesting tool that you use in certain situations to kind of maybe jumpstart things. Um, and we've seen that throughout the season. But I just another one of those things I noticed, uh, you know, in the Eagles game. Absolutely. And this conversation that I'm about to throw in, well, it's not going to be a conversation because this is not the day to have it, but we will be having a conversation in the future, probably when the season's over about how much money Cedric Wilson's made for himself. And that's, we're not going off one game here. We're going off being like solid, reliable guy when someone's been down all year long coming in and putting up a big game and you could say, okay, we're going to get the Eagles defense and we can say all that stuff. But Cedric Wilson has proven time and time and time again, to be not only the most valuable number four wide receiver in the league, probably, but a guy who could probably go make himself some dough in the off season. And that kind of makes things a little different. Maybe if he gets offered a deal by teams that have cap space and there are teams that are going to have a lot of cap space and, you know, the Cowboys obviously towards the bottom of that and you can move things around, but there's be some things to weigh with Gallup and Cedric Wilson for the Cowboys to think about, or are you replacing the draft or, you know, Amari Cooper was your leading target getter. That's something we'd kind of talked about. Amari had even talked about it. You know, uh, seven targets. He was your leader in targets. We can't talk about the number one wide receiver. You know, let's have him come in and 
He did it. Man, that's kind of what he does against the Eagles, though, right? And I, I tweeted this during the game as just kind of like a hypothetical. It was early on after, obviously, Cedric Wilson had those first two touchdown catches. It was just kind of like he's been their better number three receiver this year. If you're just going from yeah. week one till week seven, well, week 18, and you just went over all of the film of every offensive play, not only do I think the offenses run better when he's been their number three this season, I think his rapport with Dak has been better than it was with Michael Gallup. And that's not to say that I think Cedric Wilson's a better player than Michael Gallup. I'm just judging it on what I've seen this season during games when it's mattered. Yeah, and so one thing on that I will say is, and, and you know, I'm not as close to this this season anymore as, as you are, John, but I would say that it, it's almost, I don't want to say it's completely apples to oranges, number three, number three comparison, but the plays that they run for Gallup are so much more different than they run for Cedric Wilson. Like Gallup is more that vertical, big body threat, like, you know, that kind of, the, the, I mean, the play that he got hurt on, like, that's I haven't seen Cedric Wilson really run that kind of a play and Dak kind of throw that up for him too often. Um, back shoulder, corner of the end zone. It, it's just they they use those guys very differently. I would say. Okay, and that and that and no, but that feeds into kind of what I was getting into. Maybe that's because those are routes the quarterback doesn't feel as comfortable throwing as he likes throwing other yeah. routes, and that's not Michael Gallup's fault that those are the routes he's asked to run in this offense. And that's not this, that's not even a knock on Dak. That just some quarterbacks are like certain throws better than others. I mean, I'll give you the one example that I go back to all the time, just because of what I've seen in training camp, what I've seen preseason practices, things like that. That fade ball that Cooper Rush threw to Amari Cooper in the game winner against Minnesota, he throws that ball better than Dak Prescott does. Does that mean Cooper Rush is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott? No, he's not yes. even close. Oh, oh. But that's one particular throw <laughs> that, and, and you know what? He might not even throw it better. I just feel that he feels more comfortable throwing it. You just see him attempt that more. Now, again, smaller sample size. Cooper Rush obviously doesn't get as many reps as Dak does. But I'm saying when Dak was out, when, when he was sidelined in the preseason, practices, things like that we saw, Cooper Rush loves throwing that ball. There's 10 other throws that he probably doesn't like throwing anywhere close to that Dak does. But because of that, I'm just saying with this group of receivers, it seems to be this season with what Dak likes to do, what Cedric brings has just been a better fit for this offense. Yeah, and by the way, this has been true for Dak his entire career. Remember, with Dez Bryant earlier, we, we used to be like, okay, what's is there something wrong with Dez? And Dez is just that more big-body possession receiver. And Tony Romo... Had 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 better. He was more comfortable throwing those balls, those back shoulders, and all those kind of things. Where Dak is more of, like you said, the the route running of Amari and and you know all that kind of stuff, crossers down the middle and stuff. That's just what Dak is more comfortable with. This isn't a new development either. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so I do think it's fun that it's Cowboys and 49ers because it does remind me of the mid-90s, which, Saad, you were born in 1995 probably, right? Right around then? Uh, yeah, they were oh. right right at the beginning of 95. So right after oh, was... the uh, the 94 NFC title game, wasn't it? Wasn't that the infinite, infa- infamous one, I should say? Not infinite. Then so this is, this is Saad's fault? Uh, no, it's not. Did they bring it's, back the, the 3D jerseys that they were wearing back in those days? Those look awesome, by the way. 49ers got yeah. great uniform combination, Cowboys 49ers. Man, I'm sorry, man. I got sidetracked now because I got to throw this out here before I forget. Can we? Can I? Can I go in on Sean McVay for a second? Yeah, just, sure. just a second. Okay, so I'm a little annoyed by. Ooh, I any hope this is. Coach I hope this is what is, I'm thinking. Go ahead. I think it is. I'm pretty annoyed by any head coach that's like too fired up and wired up yes. and just kind of stare like roided out all the time. Dude, I'm sorry, but don't act like you're so into it that you don't know where the sidelines are. Yeah. That you're running into the end zone to celebrate yes. a touchdown catch. That's insane to me. Hundred percent agree with you because you can say whatever you want, but you can't argue that that isn't a like, look at me, look at me. Like, I don't care Dude. what anybody says. Like, everybody knows you're out there. Like, it just, it's kind of like a, like a little man thing where you're just kind of like, Dude, what are you doing? First of all, you're not good enough to be on this field. That's why you're coaching. So go over there and coach. You're not a player. And, and, and I wouldn't say this if this was a one-time thing because anybody can get caught up in the emotion. He was running down there, like, high-fiving Deshaun Jackson earlier in the year, and I was like, what is he doing? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I got, almost got, like, it's, like, too much. I'm like... You're an NFL coach. Act like it. Oh, I need a get. I need a get back coach, and my get back coach has stuff on him so too. Stupid. Um, uh, his get back coach, not exactly a great guy. But I'm just like, man, can we just have some like? Let's not act like we don't know where the sidelines are. If you're well, an NFL co- head coach, and you're the, you're the genius who devises the offense. Oh, I know so much about spacing and route running, and look at all this. I don't. Oh, but I don't know where the sidelines are, dude. Get get out of here. Hey. So first of all. Just want to get that out of the way. I'm pulling for Kingsbury and the Cardinals in the playoffs. Uh, I want them to just take, go ahead and handle up on that. How, I, hey, I don't have time for McVay stuff. How right bad now. does that look? You know, because that that was one of the things. Speaking of the Cardinals, that I was thinking, like going into t- today's games, is I was like, man, if you're Mike McCarthy and you lose twice to the Cardinals in like a week and a half, two, well, it'd be like two and a half weeks. Like how bad that looks. Why don't we just go ahead and put that over on on, on old McVay? You lose that game the way you lost it today. Then you go and lose to the Cardinals. Like, it races everything that was said in the offseason about how, like, he just had to get rid of Goff. Goff was holding him back. Uh, this is the best team you're possibly going to get, sir. Like, th- you're yeah. not going to get a more talented squad than this. And then to have the season end like that, oh, that shine yeah. of the Sean McVay boy genius would wear off real fast. 
And then Kingsbury enters the playoff losing four out of his last five games, that one game being the Cowboys, of course. Uh, Russell Wilson weirdly played better than he's played really since he's been back from the finger thing to get, to go ahead and upset the Cardinals. And so here we have the 49ers. Is there any doubt that, though, this is of the six games I was looking at, the potential six games, because one is not finished yet based on Chargers and Raiders and what they do tonight as we're recording. The Cowboys and 49ers, to a casual fan, like across the, the nation or even across the world, that's the game that gets everyone's eyes, right? I mean, if you want to argue Steelers and Chiefs, you can. Those are two classic franchises, too. But given the fact that Roethlisberger can only throw checkdowns right now, Man, Cowboys 49ers is such a highlight for the league. Uh, man, I, I, am I, I'm surely not the only one that feels that way, am I? No, I think they're. I think they'll definitely take the opportunity to over like romanticize it as well with like you know everything from the 80s and the 90s. Like it, it's great marketing. It's a great marketing tool for the league for sure. For me personally, I, I would. I'm looking more forward to Rams Cardinals just because you know. That's what I teams, tweeted too. And and, and they're just high scoring offense I could see that that game I can see that game being like this game we just watched between the Rams and 49ers where I mean if you if you don't have a rooting interest like I don't know how you don't think that game was exciting I mean not only the quarterback play but there were just plays being made all over the place um so for if you're just trying to watch a game I could see that game being more entertaining uh I can also see this Cowboys Niners game being kind of a dud just with the styles of play where it's like you know like was there anything great about that Cowboys Cardinals game? Twenty five, I think twenty five, twenty two, whatever it was. Like, yeah, they're two good teams, but like when you watch it, did you did you leave it going, man? No. Did I just watch two of the best? You don't feel that way. And again, I'm only saying this because yeah. you mentioned the non, like just hey, someone that's just gonna non Cowboys fan, someone just watching the game or whatever like that. But to Saad's point, the historic side of it, 49ers Cowboys. Oh yeah, they're gonna play this up. And I agree with you, KT. I mean, if it ain't gonna be Sunday night, don't be surprised if they get that Monday night spot. There was a part of me that wanted the Saints to get in and and the Saints get to play the Buccaneers just to kind of see be because the Saints because uh, the Buccaneers have had so much trouble with the Saints. Yeah. But it would have been a Trevor Simeon game uh, because uh, Taysom Hill went out with a foot injury. He says there's yeah, a lot going Simeon, on there. And I was like, man, what if Tom Brady got taken down that by game Trevor was Simeon? Insane. That game was nuts. Oh my god. Hey, Heineke, yeah, gave, Heineke gave him a lot last year in the uh, in the wild card yeah. round. And didn't Simeon beat him in the second game this year? I I think that was Simeon, right? I think he did. I think he did. I've become, this is so weird, Sad. You know, we've talked about many times, like, I'm clearly on Team Belichick more so where you're on on Team Brady. Almost to the point where, like, it's made me root for the Patriots because I just want to see (laughs) Bill have this success. I'm telling you right now, (laughs) all this stuff over the last few days from Antonio Brown, has made me really root for the Bucks, where I'm just like, please win without this dude. Please, please win without this dude. Just just how entertaining that will be if they literally, it's not even a blip. They go back to back. It's like, no, Antonio, they really didn't. Like, you obviously helped. I would never say, I would never say that they he wasn't a part of them winning the Super Bowl last year. But he thinks he was way bigger part than what he really was. And so that's, that's part of me where I'm like, eh, Tom wins another one with the Bucks. I don't know. There's a part of me that'll kind of enjoy it. While we're off, just a little bit off the beaten path, just a little bit. The fact that the Chargers and Raiders, though, could go tie tonight and then knock the Steelers out and guarantee that both of them would be in the playoffs. The fact that, and I'm telling you right now because it's 7 nothing Raiders, the fact that they're not just having a kneel-down fest is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in football. <laughs> and Brandon Staley, Mr. Analytics, Mr. Progressive guys, like, we've got to protect the shield. 
We've got to protect the integrity of the game. And I don't know what Rich Passaccia's thoughts on it were, but given what the Raiders have been through this year, I think you'd be happy to probably just shake the hand. You have a 100% chance, a 100% chance of making the playoffs if you both agree to tie. You have a 50% chance of making the playoffs. Check the analytics on that one, Brandon Staley. Because yeah. I got it's kind of flying in your face. I mean, it's the dumbest BS of all time right now. What are now, you going to do, though? Th- you really th- think that you're just going to go out there and everyone's just going to go back and forth and kneel the ball down? Who cares? Who cares? No, but It'd like they wouldn't do it. Players, players care. Yeah, Coaches player, care, man. They wouldn't oh do it. The players can suck on it, dude. We're playing next week. If the uh, players can't see over. that week 18 doesn't matter, if the players can't see that week 18 doesn't matter, or does I'm not matter you, as much Casey, as the Okay, hold you're on. You're wrong on this, man. I'm telling you, this is the big. No, I'm not. Let me let me speak to you. On, I, like this is exactly like while you'll see games like today, like the Lions and Packers. Like the players do not care about how the Lions. No, if you just I lose, they'll get the number one pick. I, I, I just that's why I, player, my players aren't coaching my team. But even as coaches, though, I'm telling you, the coaches are just as competitive as the players are, man. They're not going to well, want... Well, they're stubborn. Especially, yeah, especially against a team that's a rival like that. Like, I just cannot see them shaking hands and being like, we will tie. Like, just kneel the ball down. Like, well, I just, man, I cannot see why you them, would ever do that. One of them you would wouldn't lose the respect for the Cowboys if they did that? Or the Packers or whoever? Hell no! I would lose respect if it meant if they, they made the playoffs? Oh, I would respect if they played. Yeah. First of all, don't even talk about making the playoffs because if you're that much of a loser that you're just going to sit there and kneel the ball down, you don't even deserve to be in the playoffs. You no, don't win a game and go didn't. anywhere. If you're a real legit team that can like do something in the playoffs, you're like, yeah, I'll play whoever. Like We're not kneeling Dude, the ball down. The team that they would be knocking out is the Steelers whose quarterback can't throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. The forward pass has been eliminated for Pittsburgh. Okay, like I'm just telling you, like a tie. Okay, here's this. Week five. Oh, all we got to do is grind it out and make it to the dance. And once we make it to the big dance and get hot and get in the tournament, then anybody can do it. Rah, rah, rah. Shut up, coaches. I mean, what 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 they're doing by playing tonight's game so is win. an insult to smart people all across the world. No, so, no. So just I, win. Just win the game. Like, aren't you, aren't you a good just football win, team? Just win, baby. That's worked for years, John. Just win, baby. Yeah, the Raiders hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just tie, baby. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We're if you want to, that, you're taking it to another argument. If you're just going to take it to just win, baby, and you're the Raiders, why are we even talking about ties? They're not going to do anything anyway. I'm talking about teams in general to have a philosophy like that. You're a loser. Like you're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs no. anyway with a mentality like that. Yeah, and also We're like I, in. Name, name a team. Name a team that's won the Super Bowl. Because that's what this is all about, right? I know you guys just want to make the playoffs. I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. Name a team that's won a Super Bowl that would do that bullshit. Name one. My coaches are already my coaches are already in there watching a game film on the Chiefs and the Bills and getting ready for them next yeah, week. Yeah, who are right? probably going to blow well, the then, doors off you because your coaches suck if you guys are agreeing to kneel down and take ties. Name so, one. Seriously, and, name a team that's won a Super Bowl that you think would, would settle for some bullshit tie. I, I, I don't uh, think any would. I don't think I'd any would. And also, I don't think either of these teams would either. I think if they even did something like that, I guarantee you, at like the end of the game, they'd be taking a knee, uh, taking a knee, and like they would like fake knee, take a throw like a thirty yard pass to get into field goal range, and 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 try to win the game. But I I, I agree that I, I you got Dude, you have to play to win the game. Let's not overthink this. Okay, here I am as a head coach. All right, I mean, maybe I'm a head coach, maybe I'm a head coach. And I'm a stubborn head coach, and I want to go play. Well, my boss comes in, my general manager or my owner says. Do you want to make the playoffs? Uh, yes or no? 
Yes. Okay. We'll relay that message to your players. We need to tie tonight. Okay? Uh, players, do you want to make the playoffs? How many of those guys on the 53-man roster are going to say no? No, the answer is 53 of them, most likely, are going to say, yes, I want to make the playoffs. And they're going to say yes, so we're going to go out there and win the game. We're not kneeling down. To make the playoffs. No no player that deserves an NFL crowd. Who cares about (laughs) the analytics? I do. You're acting 100% like chance no, no, no. Of getting in the playoffs. Well, KT, have you ever played a competitive sport in your life? Yes. KT, you sound like a yes. loser. Yes, and if here's what's competitive: getting into the playoffs. I want to win a championship. I don't want to win a preseason game. Okay, if this Jesus. is the Cowboys, let's talk about if this is the Cowboys. If Saturday night, thank you. The Cowboys had a hundred percent chance of making the playoffs. But playing the Eagles, what oh, would your thoughts wow. on it? Oh, to make the playoffs? What a wow! That would really or that not. would keep everybody's jobs. Who cares if you're not gonna if you're not going if you're going in backing in on some kneel down bullshit like that? You're not gonna do anything in the playoffs anyway. You're a coward. Like you're not making well, no run, and that's what the Cowboys but, have to do. They have to make a run. It's not about making the playoffs. Nobody cares that they just made the playoffs right now. It's about making a run. How are you making a run after the last game you just played in was you did fifty two kneel downs? That's embarrassing. Yeah. You just told me week to week momentum doesn't matter, though. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Cowboys. The Cowboys. If we're bringing it back to the Cowboys, they clinched the playoffs weeks ago and didn't blink. Didn't care. Demarcus Lawrence was talking about like the playoffs, like it was an afterthought before they even clinched. And when they when they uh, when they beat when they played the Eagles, they could have done exactly what you're saying, KT. Kneeled down and entered the playoffs doing nothing. And not only did they not kneel, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't play their backups. They played their starters because you play to win the game and you want to go in not backing into the playoffs. I don't understand how that philosophy... The way that yes, you're making it sound, KT... That's different. Is the way that you're making it sound, the only way that I would do what you're saying is if somehow you won the game and you could miss the playoffs and the only way that you could make the playoffs is if you tied. Like, yeah, then I then I understand. But if, there, if you can go out there and win the game, then you go out there and win the game. Exercise a little self-control, humans. And I'm talking to you, Sean McVay. But, like, why did Tony Romo need to play left tackle in a preseason? I mean, uh, need to play quarterback, not left tackle. Need to play quarterback with Tyron Smith not playing left tackle in a preseason game. Well, why did Tony have to – couldn't turn it off? Well, maybe these bad things won't happen. You can turn it on and you can turn it off. Exercise self-control, humans. Here we go. Back to what we're talking about. <laughs> what we're we talking about. I mean, we, do, we covered everything Cowboys-Eagles. I mean – the Eagles are in, they're going to get railed by the uh, Buccaneers. But what we'll if cover they don't? The 49ers later in the week. But what if they don't? Though? Pollard, we feel Pollard. We feel pretty good about him being as close to as healthy as possible. Yeah, I think that's why he planned. ultimately sat out and they didn't play him. Is because hey, let's just make sure to get him right. He wasn't ill, uh, you know. Like that's the reason Trayvon Diggs didn't uh, make the trip. So I I believe it was just to rest uh, his foot because. He's yeah. he's their big play guy. I mean, in the running game, if they're going to have the running game get any big plays in the playoffs against good playoff teams, it's going to have to come from Tony Pollard. So they need him to be as healthy as possible. So I thought that was a smart decision. And and to be honest with you, they're like Corey Clement and some of those other guys. They actually look pretty good. Now they're not going to get deeper than Corey Clement on the on the depth chart. Yeah. So I, it doesn't really matter what Jaquan Hardy does. He's not going to be active unless there's several injuries. But um, yeah. So I, I yeah I think Tony Pollard will be fine. 
we should probably like you know we had a blip up not, not a breakout i don't even know what the definition of a breakout is at this point but like we did have a little bit of COVID issues last week michael parsons uh a couple others that's probably my biggest concern in terms of leading up to the game because the Cowboys are relatively healthy when you when you take a pretty good look at it. I mean, the Gallup thing stings a little bit, but they're you know, filling that gap nicely with Cedric Wilson, as we talked about. But my biggest concern is just kind of having a COVID breakout because, you know, your quarterback hasn't got it yet. And if there's anything I've learned uh, of watching the NFL or really any pro sport this year, Saad's so seen it with the Stars up close and, and here with the Mavs as well. It's like, well, your hopes and dreams can be ruined by COVID sneaking into your house. So, uh, that's kind of my biggest concern, at least for the upcoming week. I'm interested to see how many cases are reported. If you want to talk about COVID, like yeah. we have, we had all these cases reported these last couple of weeks, and I don't see yeah. any reason why all of a sudden it stopped. But let's just see how many yeah. are reported this week. Uh, more importantly, KT, we need to re- tally up our end of season record predictions mm-hmm. and see if any of us were correct. Because I don't believe I was correct on anything i think i was i think i predicted 10 and 10 and 7 okay something like that john 10 and 7 yeah i don't think anybody had 12 wins kent 10 and 7 mm. sod 11 and 6 okay kt 11 and 6 oh so it's between me and john we have to do some kind of tiebreaker you guys are you guys are really optimistic <laughs> you guys always have been the ones believing in mccarthy so i should have known yeah that's true uh, let's see where y'all got off. So game two, can't pick the Chargers to sneak that one out. Let's see here. Yeah, let's see if some tiebreakers. Uh, you guys both picked New England to win that game. Uh, John had Minnesota, but Kent got the Cooper Rush win right there. Uh, Kent had Atlanta winning early in the year. Did John got that one? You guys both had KC winning. Yeah, that doesn't matter so much. You guys were ten and seven. Uh, we obviously don't know the, the um. We did the Cowboys halftime thing. Uh, John actually won that with Luke Combs. So is that the tiebreaker? Did he win? <laughs> John, he had Luke Combs as, as a prediction? I don't remember that. That was his alternate. Okay. Yeah. His first one was DeBaby. All right, so, so I had to do a smelling salt? Is that really what it do is? That anymore. I want to do the smelling salt. If okay, you get yeah, them, I, I think, will do that. I think John needs to do it for the, yes. for the podcast. Well, for the, we also did... Yes, I will. Uh, in, I would love to. In, we also did MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year, so we can use that as a tiebreaker too. Once we okay, I, we know what those are going to be, pretty much, right? Yeah. What, what did we? Coach of the year? Were we even close on them? Just say what they were and see if we're yeah. even close. MVP, John said Mahomes. Okay. Uh, Kent said Josh Allen. Oh no. I said Russell Wilson. Hey. Oh. Uh, Sod Aaron Rodgers. There you oh, go. Nice. Sod. Sod is cleaning up. Coach- Coach of the year, John said Kyle Shanahan. I guess there's a chance, but probably not. Uh, Kent said Sean McVay. Hmm. I, uh, Saad said Sean Payton. And I said Brandon Analytics Staley, <laughs> who will not won't. be coach of the year because he's going to lose tonight and miss the playoffs for being a moron. Even if they Take won, the he's not winning it. I can't believe I didn't pick Bill Belichick for that. That's, that I, actually surprises I can't me. John, yeah, I can't believe John didn't pick Bill Belichick either. Take the time. Uh, rookie of the year, John said Kyle Pitts. A chance there. Thousand yards is a tiny. No in. way. Right. No way. No way. It's complete. That the both of those races are completely over. Kit said Trevor Lawrence. Saad said Jamar Chase. There Ooh. you go, Saad. Killing it. Let's go. And I said Najee Harris. So yeah. That's it. Tough. What about comeback? Everyone loves a good comeback story, Kent. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak, John Dak, Dak Prescott for John. Uh, Kent, mm, Carson Wentz. Oh, no. That's tough. Sod Joe Burrow. Sod's killing it, man. And I'm going to have a tough one here. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Man. I cover the Dallas Cowboys. What happened to that guy? And And so I'm around Dak Prescott the most. So I think he deserves to win that. But I don't think I'd get very loud with somebody that thinks Joe Burrow should win that. Yeah. That's a tough race, man. And I know it's pretty much yeah. over. Vegas-wise has had Dak out in a big lead for a while. But, man, that back-to-back performance that Joe Burrow had and just the fact of where he has Cincinnati right now, uh, how how quickly he clicked with, with Jamar Chase. I mean, like I said, Dak's going to get that award. But, man, Joe Burrow deserves to be in that argument for sure. Also, do you remember the other day uh, where we were talking about wide receivers who had returned from ACL injury. Right. The, right. One, that, the one glaring omission that, that we are forgotten. Somebody on Twitter pointed out was Cooper cup. Like I forgot that Cooper cup tore his ACL like in 2018. And oh, then like, yeah. here he is setting every receiving record pretty much. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's pretty good. Uh, what else you guys want to get into? I'm an open book. I mean, Bob Saget, uh, oh. the, uh, Jeez, Dad from Full House. One note, uh, kind of related, we can end on is um, related to the 49ers. When when they're on, my my wife always calls him Janine Garofalo. I think that's funny. <laughs> Instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Okay. No, no, okay. I can see that from the 90s. Come on, it connects. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Well, well, SNL reference. There's two comedy notes back to back right there. Yeah. Uh, one more w- positive than the other, obviously. I know, I know we'll talk about the Cowboys and 49ers later in the week, but I'm just curious, like, do y'all, do y'all have like memories or vivid moments that stand out with Cowboys 49ers of, of that time? Oh, I remember the opening game of 2014 when Kaepernick and co destroyed the Cowboys. That was not fun. Um, remember a game, I think Jeff Heath, didn't he like kick a field goal in, in San Francisco one time? And of course, the '90s. I mean, I remember Emmett Smith sitting on the bench covered in mud uh, during that game as a kid. But that's one of my first football memories: yeah. Troy Aikman, muddy, walking off as so San Francisco kind of yeah. cut into that. That what was going to be three in a row. You know, San Francisco weaseled their way in there. I also think was it was that the Jets the, game. W- yeah, it was and was that the thirty-eight twenty-eight game? KT, the m- muddy jersey one. Um, cause that's the one that Troy Aikman said that he's like proudest of as his entire career. Um, that, that game that he lost, they were down like 21, nothing. And then made that big they comeback, come but back, fell yeah. short. Yep. Yeah. 94 NFC championship game. Yeah. I just remember <laughs> at those times in Detroit, it was very like, um, kind of like how Red Sox Yankees are where you're like not in a spot where you should have a rooting interest, but everybody around you has a rooting interest. And that's how it was like with the Niners and Cowboys during that entire time. It was like, I don't know. That was like a, you know, that nineties time. I mean, if you lived it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But that was, that was peak era in the North of winter starter jackets. And (laughs) I can tell you this right now, the Detroit sports teams were not good enough for kids that to want to wear those. So there was, I remember so many, 
people having Cowboys and 49ers winter starter jackets because those were just the dominant teams that I Packers mean, too. That's Packers came that's along the thing. Brett Favre, they did man. a little bit after, but again, like yeah. when you're in Detroit, that's that's still like a team that you kind <laughs> yeah, of don't like, a lot of so you're not going to see that yeah. as much. But with that, with the Cowboys and Niners, it was like they had built this up for like a while. That's why I didn't. I almost said Warriors Cavs, but that just didn't run long enough. So that's why I compared it to Yankees Red Sox, where it's like several years of this, where it's like people are kind of dug in on like, oh, we know it's going to be Cowboys and Niners. So who are you rooting for there? Because you got to remember at that time, it didn't have the parity it did now. It was who's going to win between the Cowboys and Niners because that's who's going to be your Super Bowl champion. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know who can match up with Buffalo. It was like, who's going to blow the doors off of Buffalo? No, I think, I, I, and I think the the more, like more parallel example in the sport is really Patriots-Colts um, of the Patriots-Colts of the 21st century. Um, when you were looking at Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, it was just the, the winner of that game and, and whoever had the advantage. I mean, you go back 2003, 2004, the Patriots – beat the Colts in the championship game in the divisional round 2006 Colts beat the Patriots in the AFC championship game like that's the kind of back and forth that Brady and Manning had throughout their runs there and I remember those two years of this Cowboys Bills and then after that when San Francisco got in by beating the Cowboys uh that was the year old Stan Humphreys and the Chargers they got passed I remember uh Jim Harbaugh's Colts I remember being around that Stan it was the Chargers got in that year uh and then of course the 49ers blew them out uh, one last note, and then we'll get out of here. Again, we will have a big Cowboys 49ers preview episode later in the week. I do want to throw this out there. The opponents for next year, we have those already. I mean, we've had them for a while, but it's all complete, the home and road. It might be quick to kind of run through that real quick. Uh, it's going to be a NFC North year. So you're going to get the Bears at home. You'll get the Lions at home. Uh, you'll get the Houston Texans at home. We get the AFC South year. You'll get the uh, Indianapolis Colts at home. Uh, you will get Tampa Bay. So Tom Brady, if he stays, and I imagine he will, you will get Joe Burrow at home as well. And then, of course, you have your Washington, Philadelphia, and then the Giants. And on the road, the road trips this year for old Father John. John, go ahead and pack your winter gear because uh, you may have to go to Green Bay. Uh, you're going to have to go to Minnesota at some point. Uh, take your beach gear because you'll be going to Jacksonville. Uh, you'll be going to Tennessee, so go catch a good country music show. And I haven't then, been to uh, that stadium. You, it's one of few I have to you, cross off the list. I'm excited about that. And then you can go have dinner with some of your favorite actors as you have to go back to SoFi Stadium for the Rams. Love it. And then, of course, your, your division games again. So there's your kind of your opponents and in, in home and away splits there for, for next season. Did you mention the Lions talk. on there? Uh, No. I think the Lions yes, are yes, in yes, there. Yes, at home. I think I said, yeah, after okay. the Bears, yeah. Got them at home. You don't have to go to Detroit, man. <laughs> Stay here. <laughs> oh, wow. hey, one more thing. Completely out of left field here. You know what else is wild about those Niners and Cowboys back in the 90s, too? Is that, like, again, being in Detroit, not close to San Francisco, not cro- close to Dallas, like, jerseys were such a big deal, like, at that time, too. And that Deion Sanders jersey, when he signed with the Cowboys, was, like, the it jersey that, like, everybody had to get. And it's just funny, because when I think about that, I think about just how crazy that was that... Like there's no defensive player today that's even close to what Dion was at that time, and the fact that Dion played for both of those teams, like in their in their prime of their runs, like that, like was just yeah. wild. Like there just isn't. I mean, I'm not saying there's not good defensive players in the NFL, but there's nobody on the level of like as polarizing as Dion was at that time. Like I wish I could compare it to somebody nowadays. There is <laughs> nobody like that at all. It it was it, those crazy times, man, for sure. But yeah, when you watch those teams, you always had to have a rooting interest. Well, 
it's going to be fun. Uh, playoffs are here. We know uh, what the matchups are for the most part. Again, Raiders, Raiders and Chargers are declining to take the knee <laughs> and uh, take the tie, uh, sadly. Uh, but while the Eagles at the Bucks, 49ers at Cowboys, Cardinals at Rams, and the AFC, if the Raiders win, when as I say this, they have a 10 nothing. It'll be Steelers at Chiefs, uh, Patriots at Buffalo, a rematch of the running game where they no one threw a pass. <laughs> and then you have the uh, Raiders – and the Bengals, if the Chargers were to win that game, that would shift to Patriots-Bengals, which is uh, arguably – no, not arguably. I, th- I think that's far more entertaining, to be honest. But uh, either way, wild card is here. We'll be back later in the week. We'll get you a full preview. Cowboys 49ers will make it happen as we get ready for wild card weekend. And we will know when the game is specifically. We'll actually know in a couple hours, but we're recording this Sunday night. Sorry, y'all. Uh, I hope everyone has a great work week. I hope everyone is nice to everyone around them, and I hope everyone takes a long look in the mirror about analytics. You know, don't just spew misinformation out there. If you if you really care about analytics and want to be the face of something, you know, commit to it. That's all I'm saying, Brandon Staley. I just want to go shots fired at both LA coaches today. That's what really would you put your job on it if you were the if you're Brandon Staley? Would you put your job on the line? Like, 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 if you got fired the next day for that, would you be like, yeah? Yeah. I would, yeah. Wow, KT. The people who fired me are idiots. The people who fired me are idiots for not wanting a guaranteed shot in the playoffs. <laughs> if the day the season started, you said, oh, you make the playoffs, you would say, yes, I will take this deal. Like, you just would. I, I would also, also say this, though. This does open up another window of how much control do coaches have over their players. And if I'm a player who's not making a lot of money, by the time we know the tie scenario is happening, how much traction can you get from the outside world? You might have to look yourself in the mirror and say, can I be bought? Because my teammates aren't going to be mad at me for, mm. let's not say, let's say it's not a quarterback who does it. Let's say they, uh, let's say uh, it's a punter. And a punter takes There's the, no the way, there's snap. literally, you could be as talented as LeBron James with your mentality, KT, you would never play at, at, the, at the professional level. I gave that up like, a I, long I, time. Like, John, hey, I'm not six feet tall. But I'm saying even Look. if you were, I'm not, I'm, no, no, I'm saying if you were with the mentality you have right there, like that sounds great for um, that character in Moneyball that Seth Rogen played, but I'm talking about to be the actual players on Jonah the field. Hill. You can't, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Jonah, you can't have that type of a mindset. You just won't make it. I mean, it just. It's why we're doing, it's why we're doing radio. We're not. KT, we're not all I'm going to say, I'm, right I'm, I'm. I'm just going to leave you with the quote, ain't nobody here to kiss your sister, kiss their sister. All right. That's from Ted that's Lasso. That's always been a weird one. Yes. But yeah, that's, no, that's always Lasso. been a weird quote. Yeah. In all scenarios, not just this one. Yeah. Oh, but- ties suck. No one's, no one's, no one's saying that ties are great. Here's the thing though. I think, I also believe I have the power, not a power. I believe I could talk people into things. Um, so one thing is I think I could go, <laughs> guys, look, how about this? None of you are going to get hurt tonight. You're getting a free check. No, I don't want to play. When your boss goes, hey, man, you want to get off work? No, here's what uh, you yeah, do. I'll, I'll just take the day off work. Here's yeah. what you do, Casey. You're still going to get paid if for you're, it. If cool. you're the GM in this situation, here's what you do. You call the NFL and you, you get a conference with the NFL to cancel the game. And you you make it you put it on them as a player safety issue. No. You don't you don't you, you don't go out there. And, and, and if you go out there and do kneel downs and stuff yeah. like that, I'm gonna tell you exactly what's gonna happen. 
20 years from now, you're doing 30 for 30s talking about how like, that's the biggest regret I ever had in my life. I get hate mail to this oh. day. Like it was such a, it was such a dumb mistake, especially because here's the other thing, KT, the re- this is one of the biggest reasons that goes against your thinking there. It's never happened before. The backlash that you get would far outweigh anybody that thought it was a good, good decision because the people that think it's a good decision will be like, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I get the analytics, but the people that are against it would be so far against it. Like I can just give you a great example. Like there would be so many fans annoyed by the fact that players did that. I just, I, I think it would be so bad for the league. Okay, so so should we eat each other, or should we eat, or should we uh, go eat the Steelers together? I mean, it's a it's a simple conversation. It's strategy. It's not. It's, strategy, it's not simple because, it like like Kent said, it would have to be something done where you don't take the field. Because if you guys are just both taking no, the, field the field, and you, you both are kneeling with down the organization for four at quarters, the management level, and you would go to conference oh, call with Goodell, what an embarrassment on, on canceling the game. You don't. Yeah, that's what would just happen. Just look today. Just look today at the outrage from Joe Judge because of the two QB sneaks he ran from inside his own, which basically a lot of people took as just running the clock out on the game and things like that. Like you, you don't. As a paying fan, you don't go to see that kind of loser product on the field, whether you have something to play for or not. If I was a paying fan at that game, the fact that they were taking the risk of playing, I'd be like, you guys are all idiots. So you must have really, you know hate, you must have really, you must have really hated that Cowboys game then on Saturday night. <laughs> I had my thoughts on that too, and it ended up working out. And How did you not work them into this thing then? This is a mean? Cowboys podcast. How did you not work because those thoughts in here? Because it's, it's the same scenario. The scenario is if I lose tonight, I don't make the playoffs. But if both of us go out and tie, then we both make it and another team doesn't. Dude, there's no one happier right now than Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I mean, I could just screw their season. It's over. We get in. I'll worry about you later. You're probably going to lose next week. I cannot believe that. You're you tell me the Chargers that. couldn't go beat the Chiefs. All right. I think they we could. got another pod this week. Oh, we can boy. continue this then. <sighs> Just tie, baby. It ain't hard. This <laughs> really was. Tie, this baby. really was. You all can about see the shirts Cowboys. being printed. Yeah. Just tie, baby. With Mark Davis's face on it. <laughs> Hi, I'm a loser. The on chili the bowl. <laughs> no, you're uh, not a loser because you're going to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to be in the playoffs for a long time. About week 18 playoffs. If yeah, oh, I mean, we made the playoffs because we nailed it down. Hang, a, hang a banner for we that. We didn't make the playoffs because we were stubborn and lost in Week 18. Right. One of those teams is going to be saying that. The other I'm team's not, going to be I'm not selfish. hanging a banner for either one. You're just happy to make the playoffs. You, you're probably hanging a banner for that. Nah, bro. Uh, my team got the bye week. <laughs> the Week 18 game was so important for the Cowboys that we spent all of this episode talking about the tie scenario. Um, All right, we're going to talk Cowboys 49ers hardcore a little bit later in the week. Thank you so much for listening, liking, sharing, telling people, texting your friends and family. We love it when you do that. Thank you so much. For uh, Saad Youssef, who's also covering those Dallas Stars, of course. It's my afternoon Dallas Stars this weekend. That's going to walk. For Father John Machota, for our producer Kent Garrison, I'm Kevin Casey Turner. We'll talk to you a little bit later in the week as we get you ready for Wild Card Weekend in Cowboys and 49ers. This has been About the Cowboys. How about y'all fix this shit, bitch?